Hi there. Welcome to this week's episode of the podcast with me, Russell Davis. We know that Project Baby can be all-consuming. And a phrase I use a lot is when you focus on Project You, Project Baby takes more care of itself for its natural or treatment. What does Project You really mean? I came up with this idea, this concept, looking at my own journey, our own journey. When we did our own psychological journey, what I could now call Project You, Project Baby really did come into fall into place more on its own. In this episode, I want to pack a little bit of what my journey looked like to give you an indication of what I mean by Project You. So let's dive in. You might be surprised how much of my journey resonates with yours. comes to having a baby I talk a lot about project you versus project baby and it could be project baby it could be anything in life where we think we need something to be okay we think we need something to be fulfilled or have a sense of purpose or we're trying to create an external situation or environment and it can become more consuming in many ways we're focused on the external goal rather than looking within. And I can see most of my life I was doing that. You know, before Project Baby, it was uh, project exam results, project degree, project career. Not so overtly, um, not so kind of life or life-consuming, but very much unconsciously, I thought, my lovability, well-being, security was dependent on those things um, I could look back now, I couldn't see it at the time but it really was how my security, survival was dependent on those things and uh, come on to it later but when I left my corporate career I realised how much, not just my security my sense of identity was tied up, tied up into that so I, I I cared about it too much. I cared about it too much. And that takes the enjoyment out of life, takes the flow out of life, takes the ease out of life. So I'll share a bit my own kind of project you journey and help you understand a little bit more what I mean by that, wherever your journey you're on. So my wife and I had a 10-year fertility journey experience. When we got married, we knew the possibilities we may struggle to have our own children, not but have her own children because my wife was diagnosed with PCOS as a teenager. Um, for many years, she did the normal Western medicine thing of just treating it. And over the years, symptoms were getting kind of worse. And thankfully, incredibly, she found uh, a gynecologist that crossed, kind of crossed the bridge between kind of natural um, and Chinese medicine and Western medicine. And he actually believe maybe she was misdiagnosed you know PCOS can be a highly complex condition or a series of conditions and and often it is misunderstood or misdiagnosed and and it turns out yeah she it was more psychological the more she worked on her psychological self she had you know some traumas in childhood and the more she worked through those and worked with this kind of gynecologist to clear her system out and 
she got her healthy cycle for the first time and on paper there's we're told there's no reason why we can't have our own children and up to that point we're kind of kidding ourselves believing we're okay with the idea of not having our own children maybe fostering or adopting and we went through the fo- uh, fostering process and became um, respite foster carers in preparation of maybe doing longer-term fostering just in case we can't have our own our own children and after almost a year of trying still wasn't happening and uh, as you, people on this journey know you become experts fertility experts on this journey which knew something else must be wrong and no one at, at this point suggested I had a test turns out my results were disastrous and I did everything I could to try and prove my fertility lots of things I know could make a difference um, and they just got worse um, trying everything after four months it was getting worse and almost at that point hit crisis points and my wife started going through a grieving process and I'd say I was angry but couldn't really feel it my wife had said many years many times over the years that she felt lonely in our relationship but particularly on the fertility journey because it's such an emotional roller coaster. she had no idea how I felt about things she, she knew what I thought but you know how I knew how I felt and I was living in my head I can look back and see how there's a coping mechanism even from childhood to, to think about what the right thing to do is and stop feeling my feelings get a lot of uncomfortable feelings maybe from childhood anyway to cut a long story short I never really consider myself to be insightful I think I am far more insightful and kind of intuitive now but back then and my head was just too full and too busy um, but I had a moment of clarity I've never had you know the first time I really knew that I had to do something and I just had to listen to myself and it seemed illogical in many ways but I just knew I had to take myself onto a silent retreat for five days. I'd never done anything like that before in my life. Back then, my wife thought I was mad and wouldn't cope with the busyness of life, the internet, um, yeah, work, hobbies, all sorts of things. I was always very, very busy. But I was really clear as to what I needed to do. And really clear, I didn't need any input. I just need to go find somewhere and just be and be with myself and see what shows up. And I ended up, yeah, bizarrely, going to a convent for a week, living with a bunch of very lovely but eccentric nuns. It was an amazing experience. When I first got there, it was spring, I was sitting in the gardens, and there were two vegetable patches, and if you heard this story again before, I'm sorry, I'll share it again. Um, There's always something new maybe you can take from it. But there's two vegetable patches, and one had all these vegetables growing, full of life, and the other one was just empty bare patch of mud with a few weeds and the, the one is empty felt like my life barren and empty and it did feel like everyone else got the life they wanted happiness fulfillment joy it was so much easier than than me life felt much harder for me it did feel like i get the empty barren patch of kind of mud and everyone else gets kind of a fertile land to, to grow what they want Another kind of strange or bizarre thing happened in that retreat. Um, it was in the countryside, it was spring, and a lot of rabbits in the garden. I spent hours, just hours, just sitting, sitting in the garden. And a few days, just sitting there, nothing really showing up, and wondering I'd done the right thing, and hoping it was going to be transformational, but wasn't sure how to make it transformational, but just to trust my gut. And one of the nuns came up to me in the garden, carrying this little bundle of fur it was a baby rabbit they'd been caught by one of the cats as you imagine 
bunch of nuns have lots of cats and she passed it over to me and said she'd been caught by one of the cats could I deal with it and I looked down at this little rabbit it was still alive it was panting it wasn't moving but it was still alive couldn't see any external signs of damage but it could have been internal damage my initial reaction was frustration I'm on a retreat why are you bothering me with this and just yeah annoyance and frustration was my initial reaction to be honest not that I vocalised that because that was, that was me back then a people pleaser of course I do it and yeah just a people pleaser but as I looked at that rabbit in my hands and I had a sense it wasn't going to survive and I started crying and I was putting my human emotions onto an animal but I didn't want that little rabbit to die alone not knowing it was loved and I started crying crying started sobbing and it didn't take long for me obviously to realise this really wasn't about the rabbit it was me I was crying for myself that part of me deep down didn't feel loved and I felt like I was going to die alone not feeling loved consciously and logically I know I knew back then I know now I'm loved but the little boy in me part of me didn't feel loved and often as a child maybe didn't feel loved I felt love was conditional to behave the right way to feel more loved and I cried and cried and cried. And what that was was a release of emotion. It was an acceptance. I believe any personal development journey starts with brutal honesty. You can't leave a place you haven't been to. I can't deal with the fact that I didn't feel loved until I accepted I didn't feel loved. Until I acknowledged I didn't feel loved. And just accept it, be in that space. It may involve tears, it may not. I don't believe you have to weep and wail to let something go. But when we avoid something, that doesn't help at all. When we're not accepting something, we can't move on from it. I would say acceptance or allowance is the double D40 of change. And that was a turning point in that in those five days. It opened my heart almost, almost my heart cracked open at that point. It was quite a profound experience. I could be more open to, to, to receiving love, more open to loving myself. I had a realisation it was okay to do what I want, to live the life I want, not the life I thought I should be living. What is the right thing to do? Which I was constantly trying to work out. What's the right thing to do? Or seeking the answer from God. God, tell me what I need to do. I'll do anything. Tell me what I need to do. It's very disempowering. I got an answer to that prayer. Be you. Be you. I created you as unique, with amazing gifts, talents, passions. Just be you. And part of me was, no, 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 I need a, a clear answer. That Again, I can't get it wrong. But it was really be you. Before I left that retreat, left the convent, I was sitting by the, the two vegetable patches again. It's interesting how I saw the exact same two vegetable patches from a very different perspective. I saw the empty one. I said, yeah, okay, that's me. It's my life. But, but it's not barren and empty. It may be not full of things that really I'm passionate about, inspired about, because I've been living the life I thought I should be living. It may be empty, but it's a blank canvas. I could leave that place, 
and start living my life from the space of love myself and love for others and knowing I'm loved, I'm worthy, not doing things to try and prove my love and worthiness, but living a life for my heart and my soul. It's going to fill my life with more things I'm inspired about, fulfilling things. Yes, I still wanted to involve a family, but I realised I didn't need it. I didn't need it. I was complete. I was whole. I was connected to this oneness of life. I was seeking a family, a baby, to, to prove my worthiness, to prove my lovability, almost to prove that God did love us, that we were blessed, not ignored, not forgotten about, which I felt so much as a child. So we continued the journey, exploring ICSI and all other things, with more lightness, less pressure. I left that space and I resigned from my job. I just knew it wasn't me. It was a great job, paid very well, great career. They wanted me, they loved me and doing very well in my career. But it just wasn't me. I just had a sense I didn't want to be on my deathbed with the regret of not getting paid for being me, whatever that meant. I did not know what it meant, but it sent my journey. So my Project U journey continued to explore what is that? What I really want to be doing in my life? What's my sense of purpose, even beyond being a parent? What can I do to be me? Follow my bliss became my mantra in testing, okay, do I want to do something? I get asked to volunteer for something, do I want to be on that road or not? Do I want to make that commitment or not? I began to take on more hobbies and do things I hadn't done for many years, start new things, explore new things, flirt with ideas. I had a change of heart about who I was, my worthiness, my lovability. Change of heart where well-being and happiness comes from. We truly believe for the first time we can create a life that feels inspiring and fulfilling with or without children. We start making plans, doing things like travelling, things you can do far easier without children. Life began to live more from what I call inside out. More flow, ease. And guess what happened? My wife got pregnant naturally against all odds. One a billion chance we were told it could happen naturally. We weren't even actively trying, so there was no point. But that's what happens. We create this space of being. We connect to our truth. Our soul that knows we're okay for who we are. It's a place to come from, not a place to get to. It's a place of love and fulfilment and well-being to bring our family into. Not expect our family to create that for us. This is why I talk about Project You versus Project Baby, but it's true for anything you want to create in life. It's a place to come from, not a place to get to. People who teach the law of attraction say we need to live from that space as if it's real, as if we have that fry, whatever it is now, live from that energy, that space. That's quite hard to fake. We do your Project You journey. Project you journey. We connect to a place of abundance and well-being within us. It becomes far easier. It becomes more natural. So my wish for you is you can do your Project You journey. And this is a gift, whatever struggles you're going through, you might see it as a gift. Not just for your fertility journey, but for life. For life as a whole. To become more the, the person you really are and want to be. Not just be create the baby, be the parent you want to be, the partner you want to be, for life.
for life. So you know you can die with a sense of peace and fulfilment. To know you live the life, which means you feel complete. Loving you.